This is Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab, with your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 137, Discover the Future of the Future. It's a free summit with our guest, Angelo Tiras. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab. This is your host, Greg Gazin, coming to you with a little bit of a groggy voice. But that's okay, because who's important is our guest today, who will probably be doing most of the speaking anyway. He's Angelo Tiras, and he's the founder and host of Future Summits Online. And this is the first ever global future-focused online summit series. He spent 25 years traveling and working in eight different countries on three different continents, and for the past 10 years as a keynote speaker, corporate trainer, and coach specializing in transformation, business, and personal development. It took him 15 long and hard years to transform himself physically, mentally, and professionally to become the person he is today. Studying the future has been the most significant catalyst for success and the success of his clients, he says. His tagline is change. Driven by data, powered by humanity. Now, speaking to us from Singapore, where it's morning there, but the previous evening here, Angelo Tiras, welcome to Toastcaster. Thank you so very much, Greg. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you today. Well, thanks a lot. I know it's bright and early in the morning there, so I appreciate you uh, taking the call here. (laughs) Looking at your bio and looking at what's going on in the world right now, you're a keynote speaker, corporate trainer, 25 years traveling. Your tagline has the word change in it. There's a lot of change for you happening right now. Tell me what's going on with you, how you're feeling personally. Well, well, Greg, yes, change is uh, is definitely all around us. Try not to use uh, change too much, even though it is in my tagline, because when we hear change, we tend to get a little bit fearful. You know, things are going to change. What's next? Very unsure. In my arena, I'm known as the transformationalist. So I prefer transformation in the sense that it's we are some who we are, but we're just getting better. So we can transform into something better, kind of like the pupa into the butterfly. Transformation that's happening in the world right now is creating a lot of unrest. In Singapore, a lot of things have changed. As you said, I've, I've been traveling around the world for, for a long time and living in many countries, which has come to a dead halt right now. <laughs> so I've got, uh, I've got a very serious case of the itchy feet syndrome to start traveling again. But that again is a transformation. We had to learn to adapt to this, what people are referring to as the new normal. Singapore, just like all the other places in the world, are in the state of apprehension and fear and uncertainty about what's going to happen. Um, obviously, with all the respect in the world, um, I need to refer to the people who have sincerely and, and devastatingly suffered through this time, who have lost their jobs, lost their income, have met with some very, very hard times. One of the biggest questions on everybody's mind that I found when I was speaking to people was, what now? What's going to happen next? How are things going to be? And that was the motivation behind starting the Future Summits Online program. Because as uh, as you mentioned in the introduction, thank you very much for the beautiful introduction, by the way. And we'll certainly be hearing more about this summit coming up later in the episode. This uncertainty that's happening, the not knowing what's going to happen next, is a cause for transformation. We can't do things the way we used to do them in the past. Things need to change. They need to be done differently. And it's that process of finding how. How are we going to change? What do we need to change? Uh, Singapore, like everywhere else in the world, is uh, is still in a state of caution. We're very cautious. Everybody's still walking around with masks, limited uh, movements. The borders are essentially still closed. 
my line of work of training and speaking has come to a, a dead halt in the conventional sense, but everybody ha has now moved online and uh, it's opening a whole new world, a whole new way of doing things. We're all becoming very technical <laughs> in our expertise on how to use cameras and microphones and, and, and the Zoom access, etc. We're essentially doing the same work, but we're just doing it in a different way. It's just how humankind has evolved. I did a speech about a year and a half ago uh, about uh, humanity and AI. In that speech, I was talking about how the world has been changing transformations and disruptions have happened since the beginning of time. There was the, the Stone Age, Iron Age, the Industrial Revolution, the Technical Revolution. And the only thin red line through all of, this, all of these changes was humanity's ability to adapt. So focusing on our ability to adapt and transform will ensure our survival and obviously how we thrive in the future. You do this transformational thing for, for a living, and obviously things are usually calculated, they're planned ahead of time. I mean, you said yourself, and you, you shared with me earlier that, you know, it took you 15 years to transform. It's going to take a lot. People aren't going to be able to wait uh, 15 years to be able to transform through this next change. So I'm just kind of curious, you mentioned this uncertainty. What are you hearing out there? What are people saying? Because everything happened really fast, just like you said. Transformation usually takes some time. In, in, in my work, especially in culture transformation, is projects that last from you know, six months to two or three years, analyzing data, recalibrating, re-strategizing, et cetera. And during this time, we didn't have the chance to do that. Everything happened really, really fast. And we had to adapt really, really fast. And on the summit as well, I have, I have some amazing guests that, that I interview and speak about you know, dealing with exponential change. The biggest challenge that the guests were talking about was that our brains are at this time in history, but also at this time in our uh, in the circumstances that we're going through, are being overloaded with information, and we are struggling to cope with all the data that we are getting and trying to make sense of it. So the fear just comes from a sense of not knowing. Now, if you think about every, okay, this is going to be a big statement here, okay? So bear with me. <laughs> every single stress that you experience, every feeling of anxiety or fear and stress as well was not one thing. So for example, um, you've just got received news that you've lost your job. Immediately you're stressed, immediately you're worried, immediately you're concerned. In the, in the corporate world, we've just experienced this new challenge, we've lost our sponsors. We've, all of those quote-unquote bad news creates stress, creates uh, fear, creates anxiety. It kicks in your, your survival instincts, kicks in your, uh, you know, your flight or fight response. And there's one cure for it. And there's a cure for it that is amazing. Because if you can think of the last time that you felt this fear, this anxiety, it's like where in your mind, you're in survival mode, you think, okay, so what do I need to do not to survive? What do I need to do to get through this? What do, you know, that's the questions you're asking. If somebody came up and gave you options, if somebody came and gave you solutions, immediately your stress is gone. Immediately your stress is gone. Like, okay, I just lost my job. And somebody comes and goes, you know what? I've got a friend. I've got five different friends. You can choose from five different jobs. You get the same amount of money, et cetera. Instantaneously, your stress is gone because your, your, your problem has been solved. You've found a solution. The solution to a lot of this fear that exists in the world is options. And that's what a lot of people are searching for right now. It's like the, the world as I knew it, my, my work as I knew it, the, the, the way we used to do things as I knew it is not the case anymore. What are my options? One of my mentors, a very well-known gentleman by the name of Tony Robbins, always says that failure is never because of a lack of resource, resources. It's always because of a lack of resourcefulness. Depending on how we've been conditioned, depending on our experiences, depending on where we've been in the world and what we've done and what challenges we've had to endure and encounter will also determine how 
resourceful we can be. And a lot of folks out there have just not had the opportunity to be able to, to create that resourcefulness themselves. And they become resourceful in a different way in that, okay, I can't find these things for myself, but I can find somebody who can tell me about what I need to do. Futurists have been telling us what's going to happen for a very long time. They've been uh, talking about the possibility of a global pandemic, of a financial crash, of all, all, all these scenarios they've been speaking about because they've studied the patterns of the past and how they come into the future and say, this is very likely. These are the things that you need to do. So in Singapore, fortunately, in many ways, they were very forward thinking. For example, there are some international schools in Singapore that started online learning over a year ago. So when this pandemic happened, it was a very seamless transition for them to start working at home. So the students start working at home. I was in my brain, I was thinking, okay, what's the biggest problem in the world today? What are people most scared of? And can we help them? And that was it that the uncertainty that exists can be alleviated to some degree. But more importantly, folks can be given much many more options that they didn't have before, if they listen to the people who've been talking about it for a while. Okay, so these thought leaders. So basically, you're saying that, okay, the world is where it is. We need options. Why not create a forum or a summit where we can create or share or give people options that they can look at to help them go forward in the future? Precisely. I didn't want to be biased about the summit. So, you know, something resonated with me. Like, I thought, that's a great option. I can understand that that, that. that makes sense to me. Let's put it in. Because that is relevant to myself. It might not be relevant to somebody else. So I try to have a a much broader spectrum of opinions, of voices, of expertise on the summit. So how did you come up with this idea? Did you have some sort of epiphany one night? When the coronavirus first started, you know, everything stopped. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a good friend of mine says, amazing things happen when you get out of your own way. So when all my work stopped, uh, I was stuck with nothing to do. And essentially, I got out of my own way. And then I was thinking, because that's our job as trainers and speakers and coaches, we, we, we make a living solving solutions. Brian Tracy says your, your value in the marketplace is directly proportionate to the problems you can solve. So we're constantly looking for problems that we can solve. And as I was, try, I was trying to sleep one day, where that's with the most ideas come to a person while you're trying to sleep. <laughs> I was thinking, what is the biggest problem in the world right now that I can solve? And that was the uncertainty. All I'm hearing from people all over the place is like, what are we going to do now? How are things going to be now? How are we going to survive? What's going to happen, etc. And And that really astounded me because I had been reading about this kind of stuff for a very long time from some amazing people, great thinkers, great strategists. It concerned me why people weren't listening. We've been told about this. We should have been prepared for this. We should have known that something like this could happen and have put things in place to let it happen. In order for that not to happen, I got this idea and said, you know, what, let me get these people into one place and, uh, and share with everybody else about what the future possibilities are. And so I decided to get everybody together Put it out there, get, get in touch with as many people as possible to give them the resources. Like these people have been talking about it, they have the solutions. And there were different elements of it, okay? There were people that could let us have a much better idea about what's going to happen in future. They can give us a, a peep through the keyhole. Well, this is fantastic. This is absolutely fantastic. So perhaps maybe just tell us a little bit about what it is, what the theme is, you know, what people can expect. It'll be my great pleasure to do so. The idea behind it was to get people that are asking questions in touch with people that can answer those questions and get them to have a chat with each other. That's why we also we made the summit free. Okay, it's free. It's free access. You, you just have to register, you get online, and you can, you've got access to all the interviews. A whole huge lineup of, of speakers, 25 different guests that I was interviewing from 
strategic futurists to people that can help you improve your own personal skills in order to survive into the future. And as I said before, that's absolutely free for anybody to register and to attend those. You know, it's also our business. So there is there are different packages involved. There's a free package, which gives you everything, but for a limited period for 48 hours. And then if you want to have the recordings, be able to download those and get the MP3s and all that kind of stuff. There's a nominal fee for a VIP package as well. As I said before, I didn't want to just have my opinion. So I've interviewed people whose opinions I might not necessarily agree with, but I know they will resonate with some other people who have a different upbringing or different uh, way of looking at things. So I've come at it from various points. I've come from very strategic points of view, like tell me one, two, three things that will be happening that we can take advantage of. I've got tech people there talking about the future of technologies. Then there's leadership folks, uh, the future of leadership, education as well. And uh, I developed this framework, faith in the future. There's a duality to it. There's different meanings to it as such. Faith is an acronym. It's also a very, very strong word. It's something that's strong belief. It's not just a wish or a hope. Faith. F-A-I-T-H stands for Fundamentals, Awareness, Implementation, Transformation, and Humanity. We use this framework during the summit as well with all the guests that are speaking to plug into this in some way because that is what we found to be the most effective, logical way that most of us can go through the transformation. is foundational. When, you know, where are we now? What are, what are the things that are not going to change? Awareness, what's going on in the world right now? What, what are the experts saying? What are other people doing? Implementation is, okay, what needs to be done now? Okay, what do we need for things to get done? Uh, transformation is internal. That's who do we need to become? What habits do we need to cultivate? What different way of thinking do we need to start exploring? Okay, and then there's folks talking about how, how to make really powerful decisions during pandemics and, uh, and the mindset that needs to be created. And humanity is one of the biggest things, especially since the world suffered so much during this time, Humanity is more about who are we serving? If we have got a company, are we taking care of our people? Can we do things better? What is our contribution to our community or the greater good? So uh, in a nutshell, that's uh, the development that's been happening on my side over here. Then I have a leadership uh, element as well from people who speak about culture, developing cultures. But it's not just the typical leadership as well. I have a, a gentleman who's got a PhD in synchronicity, which is the power of attraction and how to utilize that in order to create the future. And the, the thin red line through the whole summit is that everybody is in agreement that the future is unpredictable. <laughs> you know, nobody can predict the future. Even though they're classified as futurists, you cannot with pinpoint accuracy predict the future. But if you have the knowledge and the foresight and the expertise and you're developing the skills, you can essentially create a future for yourself no matter what happens in the environment around you. And another element that, that goes with that as well is that for the for the VIP package, we are partnering with some charities as well who are feeding uh, people in, in, in the US States, United States and Canada proceeds from the summit for anybody who purchases the VIP ticket, which is very cheap. So I think it's $47, if I'm not mistaken, for access to all 25 recordings and uh, transcripts and things as well. And everyone, almost every single one of my guests are giving away a free gift as well. Okay, so probably an ebook or a consultation session, or, you know, th there's some amazing free gifts. One of the guests has actually created a competition to win an iPhone 11. There's a $5,000 business development package up for grabs as well. So it's wonderful things like that. But also, if you do get the VIP package, then a percentage goes to that charity. So I'm very proud, actually, of how the summit has transformed from the original, <laughs> from the original um, purpose. And also, another thing that's really happened is that when I started the project, 
everybody I spoke to was like, this is terrific. What about this? And what about that? And what about that? And it just became so big that it was impossible to fit everything into one summit. So it's become a summit series. So every couple of months, there'll be a summit focusing on something specific. The first one is the future of the future, which is the peep through the keyhole. Subsequently, we'll have the future of education, the future of mice, which is in my industry, you know, meetings, incentives, um, conferences, and events, the future of travel and tourism, the future of, uh, of sales and the marketplace, the future of work and HR. So there'll be, there'll be a summit every couple of months for at least two years where I'll get the experts together to, to have a chat about what's happening in that specific industry. So I'm very, very excited about it. I've had the opportunity to meet people like you, Greg, which is absolutely <laughs> fantastic, which is a, a great privilege. But I'm also learning so much about the options that people have. We don't know what we don't know. And I'm trying my hardest to be able to reach as many people as possible to let them know what's out there so they can make better decisions. I'm also an NLP practitioner. And in NLP, we have a presupposition that says people make the best decisions they possibly can based on the information that they have. So if you need to make better decisions, you need to change the information that you have. That's the philosophy behind what we're doing. I think it's really great, the fact, and this is something that you'd mentioned to me earlier when we spoke earlier, that you didn't just put a call out for speakers. You didn't just pick anyone that came along. You actually told me that you did some actual deep research on each one of the speakers to make sure that they fit and that you actually came up with the three different types of speakers. Maybe you could just share a little bit about that. Absolutely. Yes. It was not, it was not an easy process. I read a lot of articles. Uh, I researched about 100, 150 different people. The idea was to have futurists or people who classify themselves as futurists, specifically not just people who just presume about the future and therefore call themselves the futurists. This is what I love about the, the guests that I have on the summits, on this particular summit, is that there are folks who are walking the talk. They don't just talk about stuff. Well, things they're talking about, you see them in action, in their lives, in their clients' lives, and in the way they do things. That was really, really uh, interesting to explore. A lot of the folks at this time became very busy working from home. A lot of things were changing. So... I wasn't able to reach a lot of people, so I'm grateful for the ones that came forward. And uh, I think it was divine providence because they are precisely the ones that I was looking for. So it was futurist, and then we had innovative thinkers because there's no point in knowing what's coming if you don't know what to do about it. <laughs> there are certain skills you need to develop. There's a certain, there certain mindset that needs to change in order to, to get there. So I'm sure you've heard that, the old adage that says, success is where preparedness meets opportunity. Yes. If you, know, if you know what the opportunities are coming, but you don't know how to prepare, there's no point. So I wanted futurists, innovative thinkers, and I was also looking for historians. Not that historians can predict the future or, or, or know what's coming in the future because of the past, but the past is also a, a very powerful reference or a benchmark on which we can measure ourselves up against. Okay, So we can know, are we moving forward? Are we making things better? Or are we going back to think how things were? Are we making things worse? And I was really struggling, actually, to find the historians until I started interviewing the futurists, which I then realized that 90% of the futurists I was interviewing were so well-versed in history, I didn't need to be historians. So, so, so one of the guests I have on, on the summit is a lady by the name of Rebecca Costa. Oh, yeah, she has the Apple connection. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she was at that pioneer stage <laughs> of, the, of the growth of Apple and in Silicon Valley when, when uh, in, in her words, she goes, she was working with these legends before they knew they were becoming legends, <laughs> <laughs> which is a really interesting story. Now, she's written a couple of really uh, amazing books, uh, The Watchman's Tale and On the Verge, the, history, the, the Future of Everything. And what Rebecca did was she 
studied ancient cultures and the demise of ancient cultures for a very long time. And like, you know, the Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, the, all these huge, the, the Incas, etc. And she was studying the patterns about what was happening before the demise of these empires so that she could recognize what are these quote-unquote road signs before the demise. Okay, the actual demise is not interesting. It's what happened before that that is very interesting to see, you know, what connections are there between, you know, is it the way that people communicate? Is it the way that the cultures were developing at a very rapid place? What was the thing that, that created the demise in the first place? So from her historical studies, she was able to find these patterns and, and write about things that are happening in the future. And a lot of the things that she wrote about has come to fruition. That's why she's uh, people classify her as a futurist. Yeah, so instead of looking for futurists, I mean, for historians, I found that a lot of the futurists were, in essence, historians in their specific field anyway. So that helped me a lot <laughs> in covering that base. So you gave us a sneak peek at a futurist and a historian. What are, who's maybe one of the innovative thinkers that you could give us a sneak peek as to who will be speaking? Uh, innovative thinkers, uh, absolutely. There's different kinds of innovative thinkers. There's innovative thinkers who are pretty much are thought leaders in their industry. But the innovative thinkers that I was that I was more referring to is like who's been able to possess and teach unique skills that are so necessary um, in order for us to move forward. Things that we have never thought of before, but have made a big change. So there's a gentleman that's on uh, on the summit. His name is uh, Grant Axelson, who's an uh, adventurer. He's climbed Mount Everest, cycled across continents. He's a human human powered explorer. He's attempting to row across the Tasman Sea right now from Australia to New Zealand. The, the weather there is absolutely horrible. And he's a single man rowing across the sea for like, I think it's two or three months. I can't remember. So he does all of these, in my opinion, super crazy things. But for him, it's just a day at the office. But he's created this amazing mindset by doing these things, which is decision making in times of crisis. Okay. Because he's faced with crisis all the time. So what is what are the dynamics behind making decisions in those very pressurized environments? So he teaches about decision making, which I think is very valuable because as I said before, the, what gets us out of our situations is options. But in order to take advantage of the options, we need to make a decision about them. Uh, I have another gentleman who I'm very proud to have on board. He's a, he's a Guinness World Record holder for memory and he's a grandmaster of memory. And uh, as we're moving forward towards the future, people might think, you know, well, memory is not, you know, I've got computers to remember things for me. <laughs> I don't need to remember. But the process of developing your memories and your cognitive abilities leads to so many other wonderful things like a more rapid rate of learning, greater amount of retention of information, being able to, to process things a lot faster. Make, these are skills I believe are necessary for us to start developing as we move forward. Yes, we can focus on something specific that is in our niche industry, that is uh, our, our occupation or vocation, whatever that may be, but it's the internal transformation. So those are some of the innovative thinkers that... Um, that I've got on board for that. They're not necessarily innovative, like let's invent technology, even though there are some people that, that do speak about that nanotechnology, communication, things like that. But uh, it's the internal transformation I was looking for innovative thinkers, like how do I learn to be a better me? So this sounds like quite a diverse group of speakers, quite a diverse group of topics. Who is this summit for? The, the summit is for anybody asking the questions that we can answer, okay? <laughs> which kind of makes it very broad. But as I said, we're kind of all in the same boat right now. We're all kind of on, all in the same boat. Now, this specific summit is, as I said, it's quite broad. It's a peep through the keyhole. 
Subsequent summits will be more targeted at various people, like as people in the HR industry or the uh, um, events industry, education. I do have uh, people speaking about the future of education in this summit as well. So that's also a very interesting element, the future of education for the young people, but also for our constant learning. So anybody who's asking the questions, what's going to happen now? What can I do? What is available to me? What, how, how can I transform? How do I get ahead? How do I survive? How do I thrive? through the next six months, one year, two years. Anybody who's asking those questions, I'm hoping we did a really good job in being able to provide the answers for that. Okay. So when is this taking place? How can people get access to it? How can people hear about you? This is so cool. Thank you very much for mentioning. As you can tell, I'm really excited. This is the first time I've done anything like this. So I'm really, really excited about it. And the response has been so overwhelming. It's touched every single chord in body and my brain about you know, being able to give back and serve. Because as I said before, it's free. It's on the 20th of, uh, of July. We, we, we kick off, we air out on the 20th of July, from the 20th to the 25th. The reason why I made it six days, there's 25 people over six days, is so that, you know, you don't have to sit in front of your computer screen all day long for two or three days and to, to watch everything. So it's spread out over, over a number of days. There's about four interviews a day. They are pre-recorded, so you can watch them any time of the day you want. It's not live. The first one is on the 20th of, of July. How you can get there, well, whoever's listening to your podcast, I'm sure will be able to access the, the pages that you have. We can, we'll, we'll give some links. But if you can't access the page, just visit our website. It's very easy to remember. It's called futuresummitsonline.com, futuresummits, plural, online.com. And there's a registration page at the bottom and a contact us page at the bottom as well. Just drop us an email. So I'm interested in the summit. Please send me information and we'll be happy to get that out to you. We'll definitely include some links and some information in the show notes. Now, I am curious, July 20th, what time zone, like if somebody wants to get in there and check it out right at the beginning, when does it start and in what time zone are we talking about? That will, go, that will come through in information if you do register. At the moment, we're working on a GMT time. So it's like nine, it starts 20th of July, 9 a.m. GMT. To be honest with you, I am in the process of perhaps changing that because I've noticed that a huge part of our audience, a, a few hundred people at least, are from the United States. I'm contemplating changing it to Eastern Standard Time, EST, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know quite a few people in Canada that are going to be participating too. <laughs> yes, there are. There's some Canadians. Uh, I have, I have uh, well, at least two people from Canada. Uh, amazing people. One of them is an ex-professional uh, hockey player. Uh, Mr. Stephen Clark, he's got an amazing uh, model for the future of giving. Like I said, one of the one of our values is humanity, and what are we doing? How are we contributing? It's an amazing one of, of giving. And another gentleman is uh, Bob, the idea man Huey, who's an absolute legend in the industry. He's the guy who comes up with the most amazing ideas, but helps people and companies. Essentially, he's the he's the core of what we're trying to teach: is like how to find options for yourself, being able to do things, things that you couldn't see for yourself. He's able to elicit those ideas that are in our subconscious and, and make amazing things happen. Two amazing Canadians so far. Bob's a good man, and he's. I always look forward to hearing Bob. You just never know what he's going to say. And when you think you've heard that speech before, he somehow <laughs> finds a way of making it different. So it seems fresh each time. He's unbelievable. He's always, got something, he's always pulling something out of the bag, isn't he? Yeah. What I'm also really, really grateful for, in the, and that's why I said there must have been some kind of divine providence the people that have joined, the guests that I have, are genuinely some of the most big-hearted, warm-hearted, kindest, so intelligent, but they're so humble as well. 
So I'm so grateful for this amazing dynamic of the people that are there. Very humble, very willing to serve, very gracious, but they are so, so lovely. And Bob's definitely one of those uh, way up there, you know, of those lovely people that are willing to give up their time, give up their expertise to, to help out in a bit of a tough situation they're going through. Sounds like it's teeing up to be a great, great summit. And finally, we're just going to close off with perhaps if someone is interested in connecting with you, how would they find you? What's the best way? LinkedIn is definitely, though, my, uh, my go-to place for immediate communication. <laughs> so Angelo, like Michael Angelo, and Tiras, T-I-R-H-A-S. So it's one word, angelotiras.com. You will find my website there, but you also find me, Angelo Tiras, on LinkedIn. Either way is fine. Um, if you want to send me an email, very easily as well, angelo at angelotiras.com. If all of that gets forgotten, futuresummitsonline.com. I will answer all emails personally. So multiple ways. Excellent. Well, Greg, if you don't mind, do you mind if I just put out a little bit of a, a, a shout out to some folks who might be listening for you guys? We will constantly be looking for people to speak at subsequent summits. Okay, So if you fit into that category of what I described, please get in touch. Let us know who you are. We can set up a meeting and have a chat. And I'm going to invite Greg as well, to be honest with you, to, to speak at a subsequent summit about this, uh, this form of communication that he has and, and how to reach people. And he's the, he's the tech guy. He's the gadget guy. So, <laughs> so I'm hoping to have great speak for us as well at some point. You know what? I, I love your excitement. The enthusiasm is great. <laughs> Angelo Tiras, it's been an absolute pleasure. All the best for this, for your future online summit and all the best for future summits as well. Thanks so very much for having me, Greg. It's been an absolute pleasure. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies, a new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com. Outsmarting the Butterflies.com.